All right, welcome to my podcast. This is the first episode of season four. I know I've not been uploading in a while. Today, I tried something different. I tried to live stream on YouTube and try to find a new way for you guys to listen to my content. Um, if you guys enjoyed this kind of way, uh, just let me know. Or Because I'm still going to be uploading on Spotify. Obviously, it's a podcast. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy it. I talk about some stuff related to the Vikings, about, you know, we might be going back to in-person learning, um, and among other things as well. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you guys really did, uh, please try to share it to other people. Uh, really nice to have more people listen to this and um, connect with each other. Enjoy the episode. It does start a little bit later. I apologize for that. And make sure that it will... Um, I can just save the audio file and put in Spotify. No worries at all. Um, so uh, this is Opus Podcast. So we're going to look at some things that you guys want to talk about. And uh, so one of them was about the Vikings. Uh, so we're going to start with that. Now, obviously, the Viking season is over. Uh, we lost uh, a couple games that could have put us in playoff position, one of them including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who eventually won the Super Bowl, but, you know, losing to Chicago at home in week 15, uh, kind of kind of signaled our season's end right there. And then obviously Alvin Kamara scoring six touchdowns on Christmas. And obviously you have an, we have a lot of needs. And since every, every team now is looking towards the draft, why not we look to the mock drafts? So I will show you guys uh, some mock drafts that I found. And we will have some fun. So, obviously, you have a lot of needs. We have a ton of needs, actually. And one of those is the D-line and the offensive line. And obviously, some little things there, like maybe a linebacker or probably a safety because Anthony Harris didn't have much of a good season this year. But we, I found this, I found Fox Sports compiled all these mock drafts to see what would we uh, probably take in the draft. Uh, so let's look at the first one. Chad Rudder says that we might take Jason Phillips uh, edge from Miami. Um, yes, this is the reason why, uh, you know, obviously it's a pretty obvious pick due to our D line being really, really poor this year. Um, but I don't agree with this pick at all. We have some issues on the offensive line and ignoring that need, especially because Last season, wide receiver was a need, and that's why we took Jefferson and we took Gladney as a corner on the first round. And then we took Ezra Cleveland, who we thought I thought he was going to go in the first round, but he fell to us. Very excited for that. Obviously, injuries uh, haltered his uh, rookie uh, rookie season this year, um, and among other things as well. But I feel like this pick is uh, something that's just not right because in the C in the second round. Uh, a safety. I don't. I don't really like this this mock draft at all. O line is going to be really hard to find for agency. Yes, Joe Thune is is trying to find a way out in New England. He's a guy that we've been looking for uh, in a long time, uh, obviously in New England. But um, he's going to probably be kind of expensive. And Mike Zimmer teams don't really tend to pay a lot for free agents that are not, um, you know, 
Vikings, you know, if they're not, you know, in their contract year. So I don't agree with this pick. I don't agree with this entire mock draft, really, because we draft Kyle Trask. I need to make sure we know that Kirk Cousins is not the problem. If you guys think Kirk Cousins is the problem, I can't help you, bud. Kirk Cousins had one of his best seasons this year. And yes, he had 13 picks, 35 touchdowns. We know that was great and everything. But the 13 picks, most of them, at least 10 of them, were at least in the first two, first five weeks, uh, first six weeks of the season when he went one in five. The rest of the season after the bye week, starting in Green Bay week eight, he had, I think, about 21 touchdowns and uh, only two picks. And one of them was a handoff to Thielen. And I don't remember the other one, but I don't, I don't think that Kirk Cousins really is a problem, especially with the, the rumors that the 49ers might have wanted to trade for Kirk Cousins. I think it's absolutely uh, barbarous to ever think about that. Jimmy Garoppolo is a worse quarterback than, than Kirk Cousins. And yes, you know, he had more wins, but wins are not a QB stat. So I don't agree with that. Eric Edelm here. We're going to look at two more. Uh, Ali Vera Tucker, O-line from USC. This is a pick I agree with if he falls to us because um, he's very versatile line, uh, lineman here. Guards and tackles, we has to shift some linemen due to injury. And one of them was a horrific performance of Drew Samia, who kind of single-handedly, I guess you could say, ruined the Tennessee and Seattle games, which actually put up, which if we won both of those games, which we kind of lost pretty close among you know other decisions in the game. He probably would have went nine to seven and made the playoffs um, instead of the Bears. But he's very versatile, which is very important because um, look, he's him talking about Riley Reef returning. Yeah, he is returning. They just restructured his contract. They gave him a bonus, so he's definitely staying. And uh, Vera Tucker is very versatile, and that's something that we really need, especially because Dusmia, like I said, right guard or left guard, are not our strongest positions right now. So. Um, this is something that I hope we can take, but you know, Mike Zimmer loves his corners. He really does. So yeah. Next is the last one we're going to do uh, draft tech. He has us taken Jalen Waddle uh, in the first round, I believe. And uh, again, this pick depends if all the good linemen leave, if they, if they get off the board before we do um, this Actually, I would not be too mad about, but um, because I think the reason why they're making this prediction is because of BC Johnson and because he was a rookie, actually. I think he was a seventh-round draft pick or undrafted rookie in 2019, the year he went to the playoffs um, with the New Orleans Saints and uh, beating them in the playoffs. He had a pretty solid year as number three behind Diggs and Thielen. But then when he was put as number two receiver, we saw he struggled because he started the first two games uh, out um, with Thielen uh, against Green Bay and the Colts. And obviously he had some drops. East was not the same. And uh, so I don't, I don't agree with that pick. Um, so, but if, if he does fall to us, I feel like that's a player that we could probably take. Alabama receivers are really amazing. Like they, I don't know what they put in their, their drinks or something. They, we see guys like Amari Cooper come out, uh, Jerry Judy come out of, of Alabama. And, you know, obviously we had um, Devontae Smith just win MVP. 
uh, I mean, uh, the Heisman. And so Jalen Waddle is a guy, I feel like if we, if we, if we, if we had the right position to take him, that's a guy I would definitely want to take. Um, so, yeah. So that's all about the Vikings, really. I think the, the consensus is that we were actually pretty close um, to having a, a good team because we had, we did have a good team in 2019. We did lose a lot of players on defense, like, you know, Xavier Rhodes, Laval Josephs, you know, Trey Wades, Mackenzie Alexander. Um, but I don't think that should be the reason why we went 79 this year. Uh, I feel like it was a lot about through injuries, especially because, you know, Daniel Hunter didn't play a single game, which is uh, very concerning. He's, a, he's, he's arguably one of our best players, if not the best player on our team, uh, definitely the best player on our defense. So also we asked him questions about uh, Eric Wilson, who had a pretty okay year replacing Anthony Barr. He did have three interceptions. Um, but he wasn't the greatest coverage linebacker in the world. Um, and he, he, what we really missed from uh, Eric Wilson compared to Anthony Barr was Anthony Barr's rushing ability, or the ability to rush the passer. He was really, really solid. He's really dependable on third down when it's, you know, it's probably third along or like third and medium. And Mike Zimmer's calling the blitz. He knows that Anthony Barr is going to get there or at least affect the play in a way that they won't convert the first down. And that's what we really missed because if you look at a lot of these games that we played with these high scoring offenses, like Tampa Bay or Jackson, not even like Jackson was not even really that high scoring, but we just let him stick through the game because on that fourth quarter drive, when they were trying to tie it, we just couldn't get any pass rush. So Mike Lennon was just taking the wide open guys and, you know, obviously we couldn't tackle that well in that game. That's just one game though, you know? So then obviously um, New Orleans, that was a nightmare, but uh, yeah, I think the Vikings, if, if, if you want me to predict what's going to happen, they're going to probably take an old line in the first round, maybe a safety uh, in the second um, receiver. I highly doubt it. Probably receiver, probably day three in the draft. I don't think they would take uh or possibly day two. I don't think they'll probably take it in the first round. So that's what I think. I don't, I don't, I, I think the Vikings might go 10 and six, 11 and five this year. Um, we don't have, we definitely have the offensive firepower to compete with any team, but we just didn't have the defense to do it, which is kind of ironic because that usually was the other way around um, with the Vikings. Usually, you know, the defense is so dominant, but the offense just has to, you know, manage the game. And that doesn't really help you when it's big games, you know? So I'm very excited for next season. I know Mike Zimmer did a, a great coaching job this year. I think he's going to do another masterful job in 2021. Lead us to a playoff berth, maybe a division title. We haven't had one in uh, almost four years. So that'd be really nice to have. Uh, and also uh, see the Packers not make the playoffs. They probably will, but I don't want to see them winning division again. That would, that would make me uh, very upset. So that's all I got on the Vikings. We're going to go move on to talk about um, a huge, a huge thing that relates to many of you who obviously go to um, a High School uh, because the school sent us an email a couple days ago, if I can find it, uh, the Wyzetta High School transition planning update. And I just want to show you guys this. If you guys have not seen this, uh, this is uh, 
basically they're just letting us know that they're planning on bringing us back to school on uh, in March. And I don't think this is a terrible idea because obviously we haven't done, obviously not everyone has been there's the same doing distance learning. Obviously we already know that it's very boring. It's all the same. It's not a lot of human interaction. It gets very, very stale and it's already gotten stale for me. And obviously the learning is not the same. The, the it's just the little things that we took for granted. Um, it just, they're not the same. And so I would love to go to in-person school and, but I don't actually, I don't think this is the right thing to do. Um, let's see what they say here. So yeah, obviously with 3,700 students uh, potentially coming back to school, they're thinking uh, March 8th, March 8th, that is the second week of, of March, I believe, which is in a couple of weeks. I think that's in about uh, four weeks, that's in a month. And uh, let's see what they say. Look at, look at these protocols, guys. Complete at-home health checks and make the responsible decision to stay home when experiencing COVID-19 symptoms. That's a great and all, um, but COVID-19 is one sneaky virus. Uh, a lot of people could be asymptomatic. A lot of people, the symptoms just don't appear after a couple of days and you still are a carrier of the virus. So you can still transmit it, although you don't even have symptoms yet. Also, okay, so I just, I don't, I don't, this is very, very, uh, yeah, this, I don't know. If we could test, if, if there was testing, daily testing, obviously, you know, we're not like, I don't think there'd be a lot, uh, enough funds for that, for everyone to test every single day, then I'd be okay with this. But obviously, it's unre unre that's unreasonable, unreasonable. So hopefully, you know, it's not, so they're putting a lot of pressure on us to, keep track of our health, which is uh, kind of uh, kind of a big responsibility. So yeah, that, that first bullet point, yeah, sure. Uh, that, that's definitely something we have to do if we're going to in person. Um, so let's look at the second one. Wear a mask throughout the entire school day. This is obvious, but some not every mask is made the same. Not every mask is. Um, the same effectiveness. Obviously, we know that the B117 virus that originated in the UK and is also a variant from South Africa and Brazil, um, which you, both of those variants we have cases of in Minnesota and are soon to be the dominant strain in a couple months or a couple weeks actually compared to, um, um, according to some epidemiologists. Um, so this is something that I certainly, like, would it have to be cloth masks? Would it have to be like N95 masks? Would it have to be like medical masks or double masking? That's what people are recommending now because although masks do provide really good protection, uh, there's this this B B117 virus is a lot more transmissible and it's a lot um, more easier to transmit even if you're if the, both people are wearing a mask. So, I mean, I don't know. I I. Would it have to be double masking? Because some people might have actually, you know, asthma or some breathing condition. See, that kind of, I don't, I don't really agree with that. So, but um, 
I'll, 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 I'll tell you my plan after we go over this. Uh, maintain social distancing, social distancing requirements and effect for in-person learning. How, I don't know how they're really gonna manage this. Are they gonna like, are we gonna have hall monitors now? Are we gonna have like plexiglass in the hallways? Cause our school is very big. So I think that actually, this actually could be possible. Um, but you know, I don't know. Like how about the bathroom? Like you can't like manage the bathroom. Like are, are we gonna have to disinfect in the bathroom? I, I are, are, are we just not allowed to use the bathroom at all? Like, like that, those are real questions. I, I don't know if that's even a real thing because you're gonna be there for about six hours. And uh, I don't know. That, that's something that actually is a, is a pretty good concern. Obviously water fountains, I don't think they're gonna allow us to use them. They're gonna probably tell us to bring our water bottles back. Um, but yeah, the last one, practice frequent hand washing and use of hand sanitizer at one of many designated locations throughout the school. Uh, yeah, I think we can do this. Some people might be, you know, more willing to do it on their own, just bring hand sanitizer with them. Um, but yeah. So then they say families have a choice. Yes, we do, obviously, because, you know, we're legally, we're legally required to have a choice. Um, and here's some questions I have. If you are going to be doing, because um, here they say like some people might have to remotely attend an in-person class like US history, like I'm taking a push right now, um, although we, we are in our last term. Because right now everyone in my, you know, everyone, all my classes, everyone's at home, like everyone's doing learning at home, there's no one in the classroom. So obviously the teacher's full attention is to the distance learning kids on Zoom. But what's going to happen if, you know, some kids go back, right? And let's say a majority, let's say like a majority of kids are in the classroom and some kids are at distance learning. How is that going to work? How are we going to interact with kids who are Zoom, who are on Zoom, and then kids who are in person? And which and the teacher, which which side is going to get a, an advantage? Like which is going to get a more um, better education? Will it be the people on Zoom or will it be the people at home? That's a, I think that's a really valid question, and I, I hope the school can answer that. Um, obviously, we haven't even tried this yet, so you know who knows. But yeah. So here's my proposal. I believe that we should probably instead um, have like one of our classes come back to school. Um, but not every, you don't even have to do, I, I, I'm not saying everyone has to have a class to go, to go back in school. But for me, um, I'm, if you, you guys probably know that I'm in choir, right? And we have some small groups in choir. Obviously we have the big, you know, concert choir, troubadours, bel canto. Uh, Cantori, Varsity, all that stuff, you know. But how about these small groups like Madrigals, Vive Voce, uh, Chambers? How about we bring those in? Because those are probably about 10 to 15 people. And we could probably bring those in after school, like in the auditorium. That's what, you know, miss, you know if, you, if you're in choir, you know what I'm talking about. I don't need to explain anymore. But like have those like small group activities, like fun clubs or something that's part of a class. Make him, you guys can bring him back in the class in the, in the school, and I'm fine with that, you know, but not, not a whole class because that's impossible. I don't agree with what 26 kids going back to school, you know, it's tight classroom with maybe okay ventilation. That's that's a concern that I don't, uh, I, I that's that's a, that's a concern I just I don't, um, I don't, I don't want to be scared of. So, yeah. 
right, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, let's see. Let's talk about something uh, that we all love to talk about. Politics. Now, um, we are in a time, we live in society. We really do. Uh, we live in a society that, uh, I, I got to stop making that joke. Um, we are in a time, we're living in history right now. And I just want to give my thoughts on this uh, impeachment trial without, you know, trying to be too, you know, one-sided. I'm just trying to be un unbiased as possible. Uh, do I believe that Trump should be impeached? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I think the, even, I think this, the evidence is pretty clear. Uh, first of all, Trump is not the president anymore. So if you're trying to make this a political issue, it, it really isn't now, I guess, because uh, Senate Republicans have no motive really to keep Trump in, uh, to keep Trump in the political, in the political light. And so I, you know, for me, I think he should be impeached. I think he did incite the riots at the Capitol and Man, we saw, if you guys have watched the impeachment trial on TV, it's been on live on TV for every day now since it started. Um, we have, uh, it was video, the Mitt Romney, Eugene, for look, correct, Eugene uh, Goodman, he is a hero. He's definitely a hero for protecting Mike Pence, protecting Nancy Pelosi, and protecting Mitt Romney because they were really close to being hurt because the writers were chanting, you know, hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence. And they're really, and obviously Mike, Mitt Romney was the only one who voted for impeachment uh, as a Republican in uh, a year ago in the trials. So obviously their lives are at risk. Obviously he really deserved to be a hero. And so, yeah, I don't want to talk about this too long because um, it's a touchy subject, very touchy subject. So but hey, if you guys want to talk about more, because probably the ver next time I probably do this will probably be next weekend, and we'll probably already have a verdict. Um, so you guys are free to join me next week and talk about this because this is all on Zoom, by the way. So you guys can, uh, you guys can just hop in. We can discuss about it. Obviously, you don't, we don't have to discuss about impeachment. You can talk about anything. So yeah. Um, so what a run! What a what a what a day today! I think today was a good episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I This is something I really love to do. Hopefully there's more of you next week. Uh, there's only two, two of you guys watching. So I'll probably get the audio in Spotify really, really soon. Probably take me about 30 to 45 minutes. Um, and then I'll probably have this on my YouTube channel. You guys are on my YouTube channel, by the way. You can subscribe if you want. I don't really post much. Um, as you can see, I have zero videos, but, uh, I hope you guys, uh, enjoyed it today and, uh, I hope you guys have a great time and I'll see you guys next week.